no my hearty Mike Tanaka welcome to the panel on RNZ national happy Friday a great days Wallace Chapman with you now today a labor has blocked a bill by nationals Nicola Willis seeking to amend how paid parental leave entitlements can be used it has really caused a stir talking paid parental leave just after form also with winter how about those bills eh? power prices today power prices were 35 percent higher in real terms than they were 20 years ago and an influencer dies claimed she had not drunk water for six years drinking fruit and veggie juices instead what are the dangers of following the wellness influencer advice online and speaking of online misinformation in election year that on friday's panel and also can you fold a fitted sheet I am of the firm opinion that you cannot. Uh, my wife says otherwise. You can fold a fitted sheet. Try harder. Do better. It doesn't look folded to me. So your help on this, please. Can you fold a fitted sheet? How do you do it? Text me. 2101. Email the panel at rnz.co. Uh, also, um, Power Ballad Friday and today's song, the finest ever recorded or the world's most bloated song that at 4.30 today. You can text me to 101 and our panel this afternoon, uh, Nikki Bazant, journalist, food writer, speaker. Kia ora, Nikki. Kia ora, Wallace. And Liam Hare, National Party member, lawyer based in the St. Tropez of New Zealand, Palmerston North. Liam, good to have you on. Hello from the Manawatu Riviera. Yeah, exactly. Now, uh, let's jump into the Friday mailbag. And this got one of the bigger responses of the whole week. Would you track your tween with a hidden air tag? Uh, You know, say your 14, 15-year-old goes to a party, their first party, or an overnighter, and you um, surreptitiously pop an air tag into their bag. I see Nikki's eyebrows being furrowed there, interested in her responses. Um, But... This came through. Have a listen. Absolutely tag them. Have a conversation with them about it and why you were doing it and why having a geotagging device allows for more freedom, not less. A teenager is not an adult. Their brains are not developed yet and they still need guidelines. No matter what we teach them, they still make many bad decisions and disregard their teachings. Use the tags, but talk to the children about it and help them understand why it is important. There you go. That's a yes. Or someone says, Wallace, if you tag your 15-year-old, you will destroy any relationship you may have with them. Sleepless nights with teens are expected, says Belinda. Nikki. Yeah, I. when you first said, you know, secretly tagging your tea, I had that same reaction. I think that would be a terrible thing to do, to, to do it without talking to the teenager and telling them that's what you're doing. They don't need to know. They do need to know because Why? you destroy Why? the trust between you. If they find out that you've done this, I think it's just a well, disaster. <laughs> well, you just be careful, eh? I mean, you're a lawyer, Liam. You, 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 what's the issue? Well, I mean, look, I I can't say I can see the issue because I plan on having four like perfectly behaved teenagers um, who I would never <laughs> need to keep track of because mm-hmm. they'll be so perfectly behaved. That's right. But in theory, mm-hmm. if they were ever to be the type of kids who were going to sneak out, I I think that it would. I I do think it would be going too far to to track them, um, especially without their consent. Not 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 because of the legal issues involved. You know, I think you know parents you know have broad authority over their children, including to to surveil them. I suppose if it's necessary, 
it's just that you know it's not fair play you know like it's kind of the you know the teenagers want to push boundaries and parents have a job to make sure that those boundaries are, are guarded but there's a bit of give and take on both sides and the use of technology to surveil children like that i think it's just it just crosses the line in in, in that contest and you know it's, isn't it just it, modern it just, pa- isn't it just modern parenting it's just well, 21st it's, century yeah. it's not the 70s folks yeah, but why? Yeah, so modern parenting is having conversations, proper conversations. We have got lots of resources at our disposal to tell us how to be better parents, right? And a lot of that is communication. Letting, it's also letting kids make mistakes and, and you know, and, and learn the error of their ways through bad experiences and not always knowing that their mum and dad are going to swoop in and, and save them. And I know on a very, very rare occasion that might be catastrophic, but it's also just part of, of growing up. Okay. I, I just, I just doesn't, it doesn't sit well with me. All right, fair enough. Me uh, so moving on here, do you think the 10 a.m. checkout is too early? Jeremy Elwood does. He said many countries checkout is 11 a.m. minimum. So he works late and, you know, wakes up at, what, 8.35, next minute checkout time. He doesn't have time for brekkie. Um, someone says 11 a.m. checkout earliest, preferably 12 midday. Libby says make it midday. 10 a.m. is totally uncivilized. It is always a struggle for me. Although someone says wanting to check out late, you'll be the same person complaining that you can't check in at 2 p.m. because your room isn't ready or that the cost of accommodation has gone up because of the extra staffing required to turn the rooms over in time for a 2 p.m. check-in. Another one here, I run accommodation. If you'd like a late check-out, ask if it's possible. Otherwise, no. Some guests are filthy badgers and leave stains and mess anywhere. Even after one night stay, if you want to clean rooms without breaking the cleaners, no. Okay, around the panel. God, are these people in the hospitality industry? Isn't it called hospitality? I can't, I just think 10 o'clock is way too early. I agree with Jeremy about this. I think uh, it's it's not relaxing. And you, when you're staying somewhere well, this away person from says, home. This, this person who runs an accommodation says you are entitled. Yes, I am entitled. I'm entitled to stay in bed a little bit later when I'm away from home. Thank you very much. I would like to do that. Uh- you sound privileged. You sound privileged. <laughs> there are people who there are people who need to clean your mess up, Nikki. I don't make a mess. All right, I bet you do, Liam. I I do I, I do, and I would also be the first to um, take advantage of of later checkout time. Um, you know, I, I became a lawyer. I didn't follow my family's footsteps of farming because I've struggled to get up early. That's why I became a lawyer <laughs> instead of a farmer. But um, but at the same time, you know, like ten o'clock. Time to get up and ready, you know, oh, it does seem kind of decadent to, to think that, you, you know, that it's beyond the capabilities of human beings, adult human beings, to be up and dressed and have their bags packed by 10 a.m. It just seems like another step on the on our decline into softness in some respects. So in that regard, I'm siding with the <laughs> um, with the moteliers and the hotel operators, you know, just draw a line in the sand, 10, 10 a.m., no, no later. Okay, there's a difference here. Mm. Um, uh, <laughs> What a great phrase, a decline into softness. <laughs> I'm embracing the softness. You're, okay, yeah. so you say 11 a.m., yep. uh, Liam here says 10 a.m. All right, very good. Someone says, uh, Ashley says, 10 a.m., check out okay, but we've always asked and never been refused. And on to this, uh, why do we even allow cults to exist here. Some response on this, this is regarding the glory of our cult and the latest um, uh, revelations on that. It's been a years-long running saga, hasn't it? Someone said, my sister 
has been a member of Gloria Vale since 1972. If I spoke to the media, it was made clear to me that I would lose contact with her. I was actually unaware of the sex abuse, but could see children being used to collect sphagnum moss. Uh, another one here, it seems ridiculous that the only government department that could finally deal with Gloravale was the Labour Department. It's so sad that we could not find another way to stop the clear breaches of human welfare there. So, yeah, look, a big thanks to your response, and thank you very much to the, yeah, whoa, quite a large response regarding fitted sheets, uh, can you actually fold them? I'm saying no, you can't. Uh, my wonderful wife says, yes, you can. Uh, let me know, 2101. But now let's get to I've been thinking. Uh, this is uh, happens every, uh, every day on the panel where the panellists open their hearts to what's been on their very minds. Nikki Bazant, what's your IBT? Well, it's Friday and it's a little bit frivolous, but I've been thinking about the joy of playing of playing with childhood toys. And I, I'm thinking that because I, I was given for my birthday last week a Daisy doll, which I owned when I was a child. I had Daisy dolls, and I spent hours playing with those dolls and loved them so much, and their clothes and all their accessories yeah. and everything, and it was such a joy to me. And I have been given a doll again, and I'm just really loving it. She just makes me smile. I've had such a lot of fun, even in the few days that I've had her, um, sort of reliving that childhood joy. And it makes me think about yeah. how important those toys are to us and, and still are to a lot of adults. You know, I've, mm. talk, I've had people on my Instagram tell me that their mother threw away their dolls without their permission when they were teenagers or whatever, and they still feel hurt about that stuff now, yeah. which I can kind of understand, you know. This reminds me of a movement, I think, is it Germany? Uh, possibly. Anyway, a movement to bring into society adult sandpits. Well, yeah. you know, there's so, joy in playing with toys. Yeah, you go to, you get, yeah. you, you get your takeaway coffee. You've heard that Palmerston North has an adult stamppit. Yeah. You go there, book a boutique hotel. Uh, you, yes, that has a late checkout. Sleep until eleven a.m. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Late checkout. Go go to the adult stamppit for uh, you know for an hour. Have a beer after. Very good. Love it. Thank you. All right, Liam. I've been thinking. Well, I'm going to talk about something really serious, um, which is my preference for the word soccer over football. And I've always been like a, a pretty staunch monarchist. I've always favoured ties with the so-called mother country, despite my Irish ancestry. But um, like everyone, my imagination has been captured by the um, Soccer World Cup that's been going on here in New Zealand and Australia. And like I've just been so irritated by being corrected by... Um, British expats, whenever I say the word soccer, they say it's called football. Or, you know, they, they, they just denigrate the word soccer so often. They insist on using the word football, which is a generic term for all sorts of sports, including rugby, by the way. And I'm happy for them to use that generic term for their preferred code, even though it's a minority sport here in New Zealand. That's fine. I just can't stand the constant corrections. So I've been thinking a lot about how now I finally get made the decision that I'm going to support becoming a republic because, like, you know, if we're going to have to have these ties with Britain and it's going to include us calling soccer football, then that's too much of a burden for me to carry because it's soccer, 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 soccer. Breaking news. That is breaking news. Uh, You are over being corrected, uh, Liam, here. I would like to know, though, what is the actual answer? What should I call the beautiful game? Is it soccer, soccer or is it football? Because I've heard it's more people lean towards football. Nikki? 
When kids play it at school, it's called soccer, isn't it? I don't know. You know, <laughs> to differentiate yes. it from other kinds of football, <laughs> as Liam points out, like rugby. But rugby's, not, rugby's not football. Yes, it is. But it yes, is. It is. It's, it's it called is. rugby football. No, it's not, is rugby it? Football League. <laughs> yes, it is. And there's American football, and there's Irish football. And there's, there's AFL. Football. There's Australia, Australian rules football. There are, yeah. there are 10 different football codes. And it's just this annoying neo-colonialism that we're getting from these British okay. expats that keep saying to us, Two, one. soccer, it's not football. <laughs> Two one zero one. Um, football isn't a minority sport. More people play football than rugby. Is it football or is it soccer? Uh, let me know. And here we go. Yeah, fitted sheets. One hundred percent. You can fold a fitted sheet. The corners are the key. I worked for IKEA for six years and constantly had to repackage all the sheets. The customers opened. It is an art form. That's amazing. How interesting. You're on the panel, RNZ National, Nikki Bazant and Liam here. Friday, happy Friday.